This episode of Bothering the Band is brought to you by Make a Tea Online. Every band needs t-shirts to promote themselves, and every fan needs t-shirts to show off their love of a band. At our Bothering the Band t-shirt store, you can get your favorite Bothering the Band t-shirts, or you can make your own. Are you a band or fan in need of a merchandise store? Stock Make a Tea Online on social media or give them a call to create your own brand. Tell Merrill or Stephanie you heard about them on Bothering the Band, and I promise they will be extra helpful use the coupon code bother me for 10 percent off an order of 20 dollars or more that's bother me one word b-o-t-h-e-r-m-e for 10 percent off an order of 20 dollars or more thank you make a t you're making our shirts like do you know who bridget fawn is so go to make a t online and get ready for this awesome episode on today's episode of bothering the band we have um Chris and Tyson of the band Slow Down Molasses. Uh, they reached out to us and we're so happy they did. And they were patient with us because uh, it took us a while to, to interview them. They make great, um, how, do, how do we describe it? I, I describe it as existential rock and roll mixed with post-punk sunshine. Uh, you'll hear more about that in the interview. Uh, we talk about the weaker thins. We talk about comma placement. Um, you know, you'll, you'll hear that they don't have a comma anymore. We thought they did. Um, filet of fish sandwiches and flame, ankle flame tattoos. Um, and they have a new album coming out on October 8th. Give it up for Slow Down Molasses. Yeah, sorry. I think a uh, computer's just a slow bowler or something. I don't know. Oh, no worries. Thanks so much for doing this, man. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for uh, for having us. I'm sure Tyson will be along shortly. So, Tyson, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going? It's going well. We're so happy to finally have you on. Oh, good. No, it's uh, it's great, and I kind of feel like I've been hanging out with you for a couple of days because I listened in on a couple podcasts the last few days. One with our good buddy uh, Amy McGrath. So, oh, nice. Oh, cool. Cool, man. Thank you so much for listening. Um, so you, you kind of know what it's about. Um, let's start with Chris's posters in the background. Let's those, you got Andrew WK who I partied with one time party hard. Um, and then what else is in your, over your shoulders? So, uh, yeah, Andrew WK, uh, got to party with him in Montreal <clears throat> reference nice. to that hat. And, uh, yeah, it's cool meeting him. He autographed the poster and, uh, gave me a hug and I twirled his hair a little bit and it was like maybe the best <laughs> night of my life. And, uh, next one is, uh, one of Edmonton slash Vancouver's finest hardcore bands of all time. SNFU. Oh yeah, I know. And, uh, yeah, still, still, uh, still loving all the, uh, all the 90s stuff. So, well, you are talking to nineties children, so um we're right there with you uh did, was andrew wk bleeding or sweating or both when you when you twirled his hair <laughs> a lot of sweat actually um he was doing a dj set so i i don't know okay. if he was uh if he was putting the blood into the blood sweat and te- tears part but um yeah maybe he made up for it with a lot of the sweat because i remember i was pretty sweaty at the end of that night too so yeah, I have a friend of mine who plays with him on tour. She plays guitar with him. Her name's Amanda Laprie. And uh, they when they would come to New York and I lived in New York, we would go out. And um, yeah, definitely a lot of partying. So, Ty, have you partied with any, any musicians? Like, aside from, you know, on tour with fellow musicians? Like, that's a good question. Chris, that's <laughs> Whenever somebody asks this question, Chris has a really great uh, story about Gaz Coombs from Supergrass that uh, I was unfortunately at a different location of. Um, so I don't know if I actually have any really good uh, good stories on that. Uh, there's once upon a time, very one. I think the first festival we ever played, we didn't party with uh, the band The Weaker Thans, a really fantastic band from Winnipeg. But we partied on their behalf, unbeknownst to us, <laughs> as in uh, there was a large backstage. It was an outdoor festival in rural Saskatchewan. We live here and uh, we were 
playing. So they were just like, oh yeah, there's like backstage here and there's this little tent. And then the tent, there was a, a tub full of booze, uh, some beer and some tequila. And we're like, well, spirits to be for bands. We were told to do what we do back here. And so we went and drank their tequila and their beer and late mm-hmm. into the night because it was this like camping world festival. They were just hanging out and everyone was hanging out around, hanging out around a uh, fire pit. And one of the guys from the weekend then saw somebody with tequila and was like, oh man, is that our tequila? Because our tequila went missing. <laughs> it was like, oh no, this is, this is somebody else's. I think one of us had was was handed that tequila and just nicely provided it to them because they had their tequila missing. I mean, no to them. It was us that resulted in their tequila missing. But oh. uh, it, was, it was a very innocent uh, theft of, uh, of their booze. And yeah. somebody else provided them with tequila. Man, be still my heart. I love the Weaker Thans. I I've seen them a few times. That's funny that you stole their inadvertently stole their booze. Yeah, they're fantastic, absolute gems. They're big fans of the podcast, so they're definitely going to find out now. <laughs> well, one time when like a buddy of mine, uh, Shotgun Jimmy's Jimmy is good buddies with John K. Sampson, and uh, once he was in town for for a festival, I was like, oh man, Jimmy feel like I should just show up and give John a bottle of tequila and come clean on this thing that happened like eight years ago. John doesn't drink anymore. So Jimmy's like, it's, it's, it's cool. You don't, don't yeah. need to work. But also it'd be probably the inappropriate thing to bring him a bottle of tequila. <laughs> Let me ask you this question. And it's a, it's a question we've asked ourselves. Why are the, why are there so many amazing bands, but in the last 20 years from Canada, Mm. boredom yeah i'd say like these like the avalanche of winter and like all the ennui that comes with it and like the fact that basically to keep warm you know you have to like find a basement with like your friends and just like make a lot of noise make a lot of sweat and you know hopefully just something comes of it and and to be honest, it's probably like the story of like so many bands across Canada right now where it's just like, well, there's nothing really else to do. You know, we, you can't like really skateboard or something for like seven months of the year here, which is like totally ridiculous. So, you know, you can find other ways to uh, kind of keep yourself entertained and uh, it's playing music. So it's, I'd, I'd probably say it's like the winters that really, uh, that really keep us going and keep us motivating to keep us motivated to live really. Winters and, and I think the isolation, like we live in a province of a million people that the space of it is like five times the size of France kind of thing, or I'm probably wrong on that, but it's significantly larger than a lot of places. So even for touring bands to get here, they're driving seven hours from Calgary or nine hours from Winnipeg. So we don't necessarily have a ton of stuff happening. So we kind of have to figure it out ourselves and entertain ourselves. And luckily I think a lot of these cities in the prairies have like really wonderful small core groups of people who just want to support each other's bands and play in each other's bands which is also why it gets really really incestuous so yeah kind of see a lot of the same people playing in each other's bands and whatnot yeah great answers uh it brings me to two other things one if i mispronounce anything from your neck of the woods just forgive my dumb americanisms um and two we were just saying right before we like logged on with you is that 75% of our guests are either are from Canada or New York. And so, and that's not even trying, that's not like we'll corner the Canadian market or anything like that for bands. It's just, we choose, we tend to gravitate towards our favorites, you know, that's who we reach out to. And then that's the theme. So good on you on your country for producing great, great music. Um, And then I'll say my last thing is I'm wearing Montreal. I love Montreal so much. And I had a tradition when I would go there and I would go into any bar that I heard live original music. And I found so many great bands that way. Um, But yeah, that's my little diatribe. Now on to some real, a real dumb question. Are you grammar Nazis? I, I love that slow down molasses is grammatically correct. I yeah. threw us off there, I think, for a second. <clears throat> um, <laughs> in kind of like one of my uh, 
my day job things is I actually have to like edit articles like fairly regularly. Um, I don't pretend to be very good at it necessarily. So, uh, you know, I just, I, I try and do what I can here and there, but, uh, you know, when it comes to the band, that might be more of a Tyson thing. You know, it's actually funny because you, I think somewhere on this zoom chat, um, when it popped up, I saw that you wrote slow down comma molasses, yeah. which, uh, ironically is totally wrong as of like six years ago or something like that we uh we attempted to drop the comma from the name just because it caused confusion like if you look on spotify right now there's a totally amazing band and or shitty band of shitty dudes called slowdown that sounds a lot like us because it, the comma confused the uh the algorithm and so it actually had there's been festivals where it was just like listing slowdown and listing molasses separately i was just like <laughs> I like uh, I like using the comma sort of uh, I guess in principle, but in practice it was like eh, this is just this is just confusing the matter. So uh, we we begrudgingly accept I begrudgingly accepted this call despite the fact that the name was totally wrong. Well, we're going off of Spotify too, um, which I just double checked. I was like, is it still there? It's still there. Well, we've tried to fix it numerous times. And I'm just like whatever. Also, um, you're talking to two uh, at our hearts. We're writers, so it is appreciated, um, and and that's why the grammar was was appreciated on my end, especially. Um, have you ever been comfortably anxious? Whatever that means. I feel like welcome to my adult life. Minus the comfort. <laughs> I guess there's been moments I've been comfortable in my adult life, also anxious. Yeah, I'm going to say, uh, I mean, anxiety just comes and it goes. And uh, I mean, all you have to do is just try and, you know, make it a nice time maybe. So, uh, you know, whether that means just uh, throwing on your favorite record and just kind of blissing out on it and hoping that, uh, you know, impending doom doesn't actually come. You know, it still might, but uh, at least you got some good music on. So I don't know. That's that's my version of that, of whatever it is that you just said. So <laughs> no, it comes from uh, you know anxiety gets such a bad rap, but there are moments of 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 positive or comfortable, as I as we say, anxiety. Um, even right now, you know, we get to interview a cool band. There's something you know, um, some sort of risk that entices anxiety, and therefore. Now I feel comfortable. I don't know. That's my explanation. There you go. Um, what's the best time to take a cold shower? Mm. All times? Anytime? Summer in Saskatchewan? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the, the, the flip side of Saskatchewan, like living here is that, um, you know, we always talk about the winters or whatever, but I mean, basically we've had like a heat wave you know, plus 30 Celsius. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit necessarily, but, um, you know, it, it's, it's up there and, uh, yeah, cold showers. It's, uh, again, just trying to get comfortable with the, uh, the anxiousness of being too hot all the time, being too sweaty, you know, ruining multiple shirts sort of things. So I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an advocate for cold showers. I'd say bring them on. Nice. Me too. Uh, my eighth grade uh, science teacher is very mad at me for not knowing the conversion of Fahrenheit to Celsius. What is it, Abby? It's 86 degrees. Yeah, huh? That sucks. Mm. Depends like on where you are. 86 where I am is very dry, and so it's not as bad. <laughs> yes, I guess for reference and what Chris is talking about, I, the one thing I do know about the conversion is minus 40 is the same in the Fahrenheit and Celsius. Okay. In our winters, it gets down to minus, to minus 40 Fahrenheit. In our summers, 80 or, 80 or 90 or 100. So we're just confused and sometimes need those cold showers. Yeah. Uh, do you pee in the shower? How do you feel about that? Mm -hmm. Be honest. Uh, I'm going to say maybe. <laughs> Truthfully, maybe. <laughs> Comfortably anxious. Comfortably, maybe. <laughs> we all do it. It's all pipes. Um, <laughs> what? So, so back to your Spotify. The who wrote the description? 
I, I lean towards Chris on that with uh, lots of collectivism behind it. As in, I'm trying to think, I think I did update the, uh, the latest bio that uh, would be largely Mr. Crick's marks uh, driven. Yeah, I, I, I could maybe take the blame for it. Um, I, I don't remember what it is off the top of my head because, you know, it, it's, it's like a lot of band things, you know, they're kind of coming at you all the time. Everything's sort of a blur. Yeah. You know, there'll be cities that we played in that I have like no recollection of. So, you know, something like a band bio, it's like, yeah, it, it probably had something to do with me. But uh, so if there was something terrible and I'm, I'm super sorry. No, no, it's not terrible. I'm just wondering how does one traverse shifting sonic territory territories? It's very poetic, by the way. Mm, I'd, I'd say that's probably uh, it's definitely a Tyson thing. Um it's always kind of amusing for me as a bass player because like I tend to run through like one or two pedals at most and every guitar player that's kind of, you know, been with this band, there tends to be like 10 to 12 pedals. And so it's kind of always like super funny to watch, like, you know, someone sort of do that, that tap dance of like shifting their guitar pedals on and off and, you know, just there's so many different sounds that can kind of become of it, you know, especially if there's two guitar players, we've had three guitar players at one time. That's like, I don't know, 60 pedals or something like that, just kind of going off all at once. So uh, yeah, it probably had something to do with like that visual in my head at least. And the fact that I was sort of amused by it, because I mean, when I hit a pedal, it just like, it tunes the bass. It doesn't really do anything else. So yeah. Um, and that brings me to the next one. Uh, what does post-punk sunshine taste like? Mm. I'm going to let Tyson feel <laughs> that one. I was going to say, I think Chris has got some good Montreal reference in this and just like, you know, eating, eating grimy secondhand hot dogs in the back alley in Montreal or something like that. Yeah, Montreal was, uh, was a good place to, uh, to taste, taste things and, I don't know, perhaps be tasted, so... Yeah, it's probably a Montreal thing. That beauty that is Montreal, that is uh, so lovely and fantastic and grimy as shit. <laughs> I love that city. Good food, good, yeah. good, good back alley hot dogs. Um, tell us something about Saskatoon that us dumb Americans don't know. What's it known for? I feel like in the music world, the one thing we're known for is Joni Mitchell spent her high school here, so you might know that. Yeah, um, that's kind of kind of entertaining. Um, I feel like I just go to like the negative things uh, because there's a there's a very bad history with uh, our indigenous population, as in they've been very significantly mistreated. That's been coming out in in the media, in particular by our police force, but uh, that's. Saskatoon's a wonderful place and there's so many fantastic things, but like everybody else, everywhere else, there's, uh, there's that difficult underbelly that uh, we uh, grapple with, I think, fairly significantly. Yeah. Well, let's go positive. What's your favorite? Like, what's, what, like, what's your favorite thing to do there? Amigos Cantina. The legendary it's, uh, Amigos Cantina. Yeah, it's, a, it's this venue that's been around for like, I want to say like 30 years Maybe a little bit more, something like that. And uh, you know, they've hosted so many amazing bands, like from all over the world. You know, lots of American bands, yeah. um, international acts, like some really huge bands have like kind of come through. Like Modest Mouse played there. It's like a three hundred person venue, and uh, yeah, it's there's been like some legendary shows that have happened there, and. Um, you know, we, we can't stop singing the praises of it. And uh, yeah, they're, I think they're going to start having shows again right away pretty quickly. And, uh, and uh, yeah, super, super excited to get to go back. They've been open for kind of this whole time, you know, doing what they do really well, which is burritos. And yeah. so that's like two things, like two amazing things they do really well that like some places don't even do one thing very well. And for them, it's like their food and it's like their bands. Wow, happy that's yeah. still there. And uh, we, like I've said it so many times, that like we wouldn't be a band without Amigos. I uh, first band I played in was because of like dealing with the euphoria of seeing the Constantines, uh, another fantastic Canadian band. Afterwards, a couple of buddies who 
love music were just like, we have to start a band together. Like, this is just, how do you, how do you deal with that without just starting a band? And I barely knew how to play guitar then. And then like every tour we did was we'd uh, play Amigos, make enough money to pay for gas to drive across Canada. And it was just like, well, that's other city. When we'd go to other cities, we people would ask us how it worked. And it was just like, didn't realize that other cities didn't have a place that cared so much about bands that made sure they were paid that you could really play a great Friday night to kick off a tour and like cover your most basic expenses for a, for a tour, even as a relatively obscure new band like we were at the time. Oh, that's incredible. So they're still, they're still going. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Everyone, if you listen to this and you're anywhere near Amigos, go support. They are the best. That's great, man. We'll have to, once this goes live, we'll send it to them. Send this to them. They'll give you a free burrito. <laughs> um, so you mentioned Tony Mitchell. Sometimes we write these questions and then it's a lot different ask, actually asking them. So would you let Joni Mitchell punch you in the face? Totally. I'll, I'll be the tough guy and take the, take the punch from Joni. <laughs> <laughs> She's very old. With brass knuckles. <laughs> Totally. She's still <laughs> wouldn't hurt that bad. Okay. <laughs> Chris, is it a yes? Mm. I, I mean, I would, but I, I'd, I'd worry about her. You know, I, I, I don't want her to hurt herself. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like she's maybe brittle or something. So yeah, osteoporosis. She has this new song about it. <laughs> <laughs> um have you ever hurt yourself while hugging someone you mean emotionally or physically you tell me mm. i you know i mean physically uh that's an interesting one i feel like i was thinking about this the other day where like an old band of mine i remember we were probably only playing in front of like 150 people and I sort of like tried to lead like a giant group hug and like everyone kind of squished in together. And it was actually kind of amazing and, and sort of gratifying and like how like that move would just like maybe not be super great these days, you know, like it'd just be such a frowned upon thing to kind of like try and like orchestrate at a show. But uh, so maybe it like, maybe the memory hurts a little bit. I don't know. I don't remember like, getting my ribs crushed or anything like that but uh that's a that's a very insightful answer time you got anything hurt yourself in a hug a small children i feel like they've hurt me in uh, diving at me in an attempt at a hug so not myself i was hurt in a hug i, I can think i could get comfortably say due to uh, flying children <clears throat> I was going to say, if you have kids, I have a daughter and uh, she's all over the place. So there's been once or twice where she's the best, but it's just sort of like, wait a minute, you're, you're, you don't, you don't weigh 20 pounds anymore. You can't fly through the air and land on me without uh, potentially hurting one of us. <laughs> one time, uh, this is when she was really young. She's probably like two, two and a half. She was, she was on my chest, like, like her back was on my chest and I tickled her and she, she, went like this out of uh out of like a reaction and i had a black eye for like two weeks it was real bad it was and so i had to tell people i got into like a wicked fight not that my toddler blasted me in the face while i was tickling her um when putting gas in your car do you fill it up every time or you just do like 20 dollars here and there every time yeah what credit cards are for you deal with it later <laughs> laziness i don't want to have to go back i feel like um with th with this band especially like when we're on tour it's like fill it up all the time whereas like you know I, i've been bands in the past that were like we had like vans where it was just like okay we probably shouldn't put more than like ten dollars in the tank because like you know, the van's probably going to break down or something. And so like, you know, if we fill it up, then we're out like $50 as opposed to $10. But so it's like, maybe that's like the measure of success with a band. It's like, okay, we're filling it up and, uh, you know, we're going to get some like 
slushies and, you know, maybe a bag of chips or something. And like, we're just going to roll. We made it. We can fill the tank. <laughs> Finally. Um, that's an internal question. Abby always makes fun of me because I, I never fill up my tank. I'm just so lazy and impatient. I'm like, come on, just get 10 so I can get where I'm going. Yeah. I have the, I have the money too. You know? What's the last photo on your phone? Appropriate photo. I should say that. Mine's small children playing pleasantly. So Are they on a roof? Uh, no, they're on some uh, play structure that looks like a roof. Oh Definitely yeah. In the like uh, realm of the smallest one should not jump off that, but I'm pretty sure he was as I was being a good parent nearby. <laughs> You're like, my kids just love roofs. I've got a, a photo of my friend, John. Um, I actually went to Toronto to go visit him. And uh, he was hanging out at like a coffee shop called Dark Horse. And it's like this super fantastic place to, uh, to get a shot of espresso. And it was kind of like an early Sunday morning sort of thing. And, uh, you know, he was just looking super dapper. And uh, so I thought I'd take a snap of him because, you know, sometimes people need to know what they look like that day and how dapper they were at that moment. And uh, so I was super happy to share that with John. Also, John's quite, quite handsome. So it's just so easy to take photos of him or to be inspired to take photos. Yeah. What a great friend and shout out to John. You're going to have to tell him he's mentioned in this podcast. He'll love it. Dapper John. Can we call him Dapper John for now? I think that's what we'll call him from now on. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dapper John. Uh, do you know how to drive back to cars? Do you know how to drive a stick shift? Heck yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I grew up, or my first car was a 73 Volvo that barely worked. And uh, as a result, I actually learned how to drive a stick shift. I haven't driven one in years, but on tour in Europe, we usually end up with stick shift uh, bands, which uh, causes no end of problem with my uh, desire to drink at night. And uh, when I have to drive everyone's home as we attempt to uh navigate using that for with a band that most people don't seem to know how to use it chris yeah so like so i guess you're like shifting with like your left hand as opposed to your right hand which you would do here and you're driving on the other side of the road so it's, it's like a lot to like take in and uh you know like you're just glued forward and like people are like you know saying things like oh hey check it out there's like you know some cool British thing I don't know <laughs> whatever they have some rocks or something but uh some kind of tower and like meanwhile I'm like driving like white knuckling down the road like trying not to like you know run over things run over run through the roundabout or whatever and uh yeah so it, it always makes for an interesting situation but uh you know it, it sort of just comes up sometimes where like you're handed a van with like the stick shift on like the other side and you're like okay got to learn this thing that i learned like 20 years ago also um, those bands are like 15 pounds less a day than getting the automatic so the uh cheap skid in me is just like it's obvious we've got to save that save that 15 pounds <laughs> we need and it for gas for a full tank of gas <laughs> um who's uh, so uh, who skateboards Does one of you skateboard did I read that somewhere? I feel like the just you have to define skateboarding in this in, in this realm because Aaron, our guitar player, I think is an actually decent skateboarder. Chris yeah. and I are old guys who uh, regularly embarrass ourselves on skateboards. Get told by like nine year olds on how how to how to do cool things. <laughs> so they feel a bit bad for us as we stumble through skate parks. Oh, so you still go to skate parks? Oh man, there's one two blocks from my home here. I, I actually never skateboarded before last year. Is one of my uh, pandemic indulgences, partly because Chris and Aaron have been skateboarding the last few years, and I was like, "All right, I have nothing better to do. I can't go to places and see people. Um, I'll uh, I'll follow their lead and get a skateboard." And uh, haven't broken my wrist yet, so that's I feel like that's my biggest success. Man, don't do that, musician. That's your life. Uh, so I guess I'll ask both. Um, can you kickflip? You know, I was, I was super, super close this weekend, actually. Um, I've never fully completed one like successfully, but like, you know, kicking the board, 
and making it flip and then actually landing on it. You know, it's a bit of a tall order for some of us. Um, but, uh, you know, I think there's still like a month left of summer and, uh, I'm totally going to get it. You know, the second I get off this call, I'm going to go practice in my backyard. Oh man, I'm rooting for you. I am also, I'm an old man, but I get out and I push, I'm not doing kickflips or jumping down anything, but I, I push around a little bit. Um, have you ever had the, the fit fillet of fish at McDonald's? <laughs> no segue. Yes, definitely. Um, can't remember the last time I had one though, but I don't remember it being good. Yeah. You've been, you were vegetation. I was going to ask Chris, you were a vegetarian for what, 20 years, then uh, started eating fish. I assume it was for the filet fish at McDonald's. I'm pretty sure it wasn't the filet fish at McDonald's, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I just haven't eaten meat in like decades. And then like, kind of just started dabbling with fish. Although like a lot of it kind of scares me. And, uh, I'm going to say the filet of fear is maybe a bit of, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get there eventually. So I like filet of fear. Filet of fright also works. Yeah. I love alliteration and that's the name of your next single. <laughs> <laughs> Ty, are you drinking a beer? I am. Yeah. What kind of beer are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking our, our buddies, the Nine Mile Legacy. Oh, cool. Uh, Rafiki Moha, West Coast IPA. Uh, like I think like basically probably everywhere in the world, all of a sudden people started making decent beer and yeah. craft beer. And uh, an old buddy of mine uh, started a place a few blocks from my, my house here. And uh, it's best in town. And they're like the sweetest dudes who have a cool record player in their uh, little uh, brewery and uh, play a record on it every once in a while. Usually while we're there, just to kind of annoy us and uh, their beer is the best. <laughs> oh man, that's cool. Shout out to, you said nine miles? What was it? Yeah, nine mile legacy. Okay. Nine. Cool. I wrote it down. Um. Are you one of those people that can fall asleep right when your head hits the pillow? Or are you like the rest of us where it takes you a little bit? By a little bit, you mean like hours and hours and it's questionable whether it ever happens? Yeah. B. B. Chris looks like a guy who just he sleeps like a fucking baby. I mean, yeah, I guess, again, you know, you have to define sleep. Like, I mean, I, I lay there. Yeah. Um, it's like sleep. I don't know. I'm not really thinking about anything. <laughs> I envy those people though. You know, those people who can just like right when their head hits the pillow. Yeah. I, they kind of make me ill to be honest, but I, I do envy them as well. Yeah. I know someone like that. She's right there. Oh man. Okay. Do you ever wear shoes without socks? have mm -hmm. not a regular thing but it's what happens christopher hmm. you know i i'm a big uh i'm big on socks to be honest um partially because i think they're cool and uh yeah again you know like it's one of those things where if you've ever tried skateboarding without socks it's like it's it's awful it's really the worst thing ever and uh yeah I don't know. I, I just couldn't imagine, you know, going without the sock thing. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a bit of a statement as well. And, uh, I think I'm wearing, uh, yeah, I'm wearing socks with like, I think like mango slices on them or something like that. Some kind of fruit. We and, gotta uh, see him. We gotta see him. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Chris. Also just, can you pull up your, your jeans there a bit to show off the fantastic tattoos that stick out from them? Oh no, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Wait, this is like Tyson's revenge for like, for me saying that he was a city planner. Hey. Chris has some fantastic tattoos that I was going to say, like, like I prefer when Chris doesn't wear socks because then uh, we can see the amazing flames that grow out of his feet. So you have like flames on your ankles? Oh. All the way around. Oh yeah. They're, uh, yes. uh, yeah, it's like a band uh, that goes around both 
ankles and it's just like flames that are just like leaping kind of like from like the middle of like my ankle and uh so you know it looks awesome when i go to the beach or something like that and yeah i'm i'm full of shame and you know but actually it's funny like i feel like the past couple of years they've maybe uh i think flame tattoos have made a comeback so uh mm-hmm. you know i think i'm gonna try uh try going without the socks actually um I, I did it a few times this summer so that was maybe uh my big bold experiment of like 2021 i feel like chris is misinterpreting my com my comment i i think it's Tattoos are fantastic. He just doesn't believe that I'm not being sarcastic. You do sound like you're being facetious a little bit. Um, I have to ask you, do you ever play live without, without shoes and socks while wearing shorts? First thing, no one ever wears shorts on stage. Actually, we've been jamming recently because it was stupid hot in this province. And I haven't brought this up with the band, but there was numerous times where at least three of us were wearing shorts. And I was just like thinking to myself, do I need to make the note that we'll never, ever go on stage dressed like this? Or is that obvious? So I'm making it now. <laughs> is, it, is that obvious that we'll never, ever wear shorts on stage? Hopefully, maybe. We'll see. Well, it might be like a hard rule for the band. No shorts. Unless you like cover corn or no effects or something like that you know uh what if you played warp tour in like the dead of summer 100 shorts and uh, massive uh, wallet chains <laughs> <laughs> and those like then the, then the people who are actually wearing that as like their preferred style would, would probably make sure to beat us up as opposed to you know we're dressed normally they just consider mm-hmm. beating us up no way. This is, this is like my chance to like fit in because like, I've definitely like rocked all those looks like the wallet chain, you know, I mean, shorts, you know, everyone wears shorts, but like, you know, even like that necklace you said, like definitely had one of those probably did actually wear it to like a warp tour. Uh, you know, like when I was like rocking like basketball jerseys and stuff like that too. So yeah, a lot of confused things, but, uh, you know, it's all going to come full circle when Slow Down Molasses finally headlines a Warp Tour, if that's still a thing. I actually have no idea. Can't wait to do that no effects cover set we've been talking about for years. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you ever wore, wore uh, a puka shell necklace? Were those ever popular in, in your neck of the woods? I feel like, yes, they were probably popular. They went along with the, uh, the hippie Siwash uh, um, sweater, but uh, no to ever having worn them. Okay. Good for you. <laughs> we can is, is this a point of shame that you have? I am more one. No way. I never did. Are you trying to get some validation here? It's like it's cool. Yeah. Did you have Jinkos up there? I feel oh, like you geez. just did something racist. No. <laughs> Jinko jeans was like a, they were like the first wide-legged jeans i do remember those actually I, I definitely did not wear those because like they were super super expensive for one and like yeah it was just like one of those things that like i just would never like invest into like something like that you know no matter how sort of cool they were but uh yeah i definitely remember them being around for like a hot minute <laughs> oh man have you ever used a bidet Trying to think, I feel like there was a, a hotel room on tour that you had that had bidets, Chris, but I didn't have in my room. We definitely had a we had a hotel room once um, where for some reason, like they gave us like three hotel rooms at like a festival, and me and Jordan, the drummer, got a room that had like I'm pretty sure it had two toilets that were like actually side by side. And I wanted so very much for us to like use them at the same time. And, uh, and he wouldn't indulge me, but um, I don't know. Maybe one was a bidet. I don't know. I feel like there was, but yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I was bold enough to ask, ask to use your bidet for that on that tour. Mm. Yeah. We missed out. Next time. I was going to say next time we got to use a bidet. Uh, (laughs) Um. 
more we have a lot of uh hygiene questions in the shower do you wash your hair or body first mm. start with your hair then uh, wash your body while the uh, shampoo does its wonderful stuff then rinse it same time concurrent ah okay mm. same time suds yeah i've never i've never had to think about these things before so it's like this this is like opening up like a world of like questions to me like like not questions for me to answer to you but questions to answer to myself so yeah you gotta dig deep as you can see we you know we are a uh, highly respected uh news and journalistic <laughs> outlet um we ask the hard-hitting questions um like what's the dumbest question an american has ever asked you about canada mm. Besides mine from the earlier in the interview. I feel like we, we haven't had many issues with the Americans. I remember the first couple of times going over to the UK, literally everybody was confused that we didn't have big beards and we're wearing flat at all times. And so we got asked that like every night on tour. It's like, well, I thought, I thought, thought you'd be, where's, where's, where's your, why isn't your beard bigger? Why, why aren't you wearing a lumberjack suit? It's like, well, I to break it to you. Not, not that manly. Sure you are. All right. Well, no, no, no silly asinine dumb Americans. Or I guess now we can include Europe and the rest of the world. There you go. Uh, well, this is a real I'm gonna follow that up with a real dumb question. American to uh do you spell color with or favorite with a U? so many times yeah we, <laughs> we worked with a, a manager from the uk and it amused her every single time we had to write something we sent her as like or she was american so she sort of disowned her uh, home country and called said she was from the uk or usually led with that uh, but she was so excited every time she saw us write something it's like you use use thank you i'm just so happy <laughs> like city and color yeah. yeah. Have you ever been to Florida? No. No? Chris, have you ever been to Florida? You know, it's actually a dream of mine to, uh, I think, to go have a beer or a Flaming Mo at like Simpsons Land or yeah. I think it's like at Universal Studios or something. And uh, I've seen photos of it and it looks fantastic. I, to be honest, like I, I've been watching the show for like, you know, however long and kind of stopped, you know, as the seasons kind of got crappier and crappier, but uh, you know, it still would still be like fulfilling, like a dream of mine to like just basically go live in like a cartoon IRL for like an hour or something. So I, I kind of have a feeling like if I do go to Florida, it's like literally just going to be for that. And that's maybe a silly reason to go to Florida, but I, I actually can't think of a better reason to go to Florida either. So it's one of the, the best reasons to go. Although look up, I'm I could be wrong, and I don't know the time or the destination, but they are doing a Moe's pop-up bar in various places, and I saw it on Instagram. Um, so I, look, I don't know. Again, I don't know if they're going to be near you, but I know that they're doing something like that because I I saw. So it basically, what you're so basically what you're saying is like I don't need to go to Florida at all. No. <laughs> Sweet. Help it. Yeah. If you can help it, don't go. And uh, Abby's doing her due diligence and looking it up. She's the best producer in the podcast. Biz. Springfield, Pennsylvania from September 10th to 26th. Oh, so it's only one spot. So they're not traveling. Correct. It's closer and better than Florida. <laughs> and they will also serve food which is named after various Simpsons characters. Do they have a pocket full of uh, sugar that's not in the packets? That would be amazing, but I'm not seeing that. That's my favorite Simpsons joke. Ty, do you watch The Simpsons? Oh, I do. I was just going to say, will they serve a, a single plum floating in, in <laughs> uh, perfume in a high, in a, uh, high hat? Served in a man's hat. You know, we actually saw that in... Um, uh, Slowdown played a wonderful festival in Iceland 
And there was an art museum there that was curated by Yoko Ono. And that was actually one of the pieces that was like in this like art museum. And uh, Jordan, our drummer is also a huge Simpsons fan. So we were like taking photos of each other, like next to like this, like awful looking hat. Like if you can imagine like what that looks like in real life, it's like not a piece of art necessarily in the sense of like, it's super pretty. It's like literally this like decrepit plum floating in like, some kind of like black brine in like a hat that's just sopping. But it was like definitely one of like the highlights of like, I think like our band for me was actually seeing this like one piece and like getting my photo taken with it. So. Oh, we got to find that on the internet. You got to find, make a note to find photos of that. That sounds like a lot of fun. Do you abide by the three second rule if you drop food? Totally. Got little kids, so I gotta tell them that like they can't waste all that food they drop on the floor. <laughs> what if it's like ice cream? Yeah, it's probably worth letting that letting that do its thing. <laughs> Chris, how do you feel about eating food off the floor? Um, you know, thankfully it doesn't come up too much, but uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, if you're at home by yourself or you know, surrounded by loved ones, I mean. Uh, yeah, you, you generally you'd think that like your floor is like a clean place, you know, you're in your home unless like, you know, you're harboring some terrible secret or something like that. So, but, you know, generally I'm not super speedy either. So it's like, let's just bump that up to like a five second rule. Okay. Nice. Um, so minus the comma, what is next for not, it's not slow down molasses. It's slow down molasses. What's next for you guys? Uh, right after this uh, interview is over, I have to buy some plane tickets to Germany. We're, uh, we just got invited to Reepervon Festival in Hamburg on this past Friday. And so, and that's happening in uh, three and a half weeks. So we're going to play uh, one or two shows in Germany. And then uh, from there, head to Tallinn, Estonia to play Tallinn Music Week. That We've known about that one for a while, but the, the Hamburg thing was just a, a total random Thing that came up in the last week and uh then we'll likely play some shows in the uk but the uk is frightening right now so we're uh, waiting to hear on a couple things on how that goes and then we come home just in time for our album to be uh released on october 8th what all right new album october 8th that's amazing uh um, only a year and a half after we thought it should be released <laughs> what's it called it's called minor deaths all right, cool. That's awesome. You heard it here, folks. Um, it's just slow down molasses on Instagram, right? Yes. And on Twitter, the same. Except for there's not enough characters, so it's uh, missing the last S. So oh. slow down molasses. Slow down molasses. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, go follow. Just, just, just find slow down molasses with a comma, without a comma. They make great fucking music, and obviously they're they're really great guys. Um, I can't thank you enough for doing this, and uh, again, being patient. And this was a lot of fun. Well, thanks for having us. No, I was uh, excited to see uh, who you've been talking to. So there's some cool people you got to talk to. So thanks so much for thinking of us to talk to us too. Thank you guys so very much for doing this. This was a this was a pleasure. You guys are great, and again, we love your band. Everyone, go listen to Slow Down Molasses. Thank you. <laughs>